Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Michaela. And this is Drink the Movies. A podcast where each week we try to recreate a classic movie drink and discuss the movie that inspired it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the movies. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Brian. How you doing? I'm good, Michaela. How are you? I'm all right. What's new? Uh, not too much. It was Thanksgiving here this week, so I uh, had kind of a low-key one. Uh, just the wife and I and the dog. Uh, awesome. Smoked a turkey breast. Uh, uh, watched a little bit of TV. Uh, checked in on the uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's really good. Uh, that, that is fantastic. Love that show. Uh, so we we binged through that. I had my first uh, Great Lakes Christmas ale of the season. Uh, so now it's officially uh, holiday time. I've had the first one of those. That's the best one around. So uh, that's what we got up to this week. Uh, how about you? Oh, the same. Uh, finished up Queen's Gambit. It was really good. Highly recommend that one. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, which oh, nice. uh, if you've not seen it, um, all of them are almost the same, but sure, they're, sure. they're really, <laughs> they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. There's always a lumberjack and some chick from the, from the big city who meets her soulmate in some backwoods somewhere. I mean, it's every right. girl's dream really. Yeah. Um, and they, they do know. one of these every day, right? Yeah, yeah, they do, I don't know, 37 in a 24-hour period. I'm not sure how that works out, but, uh, uh, and they, all of them star um, Candace Cameron Bure, I believe her name is. Okay. She's, uh, she was from Full House. She is. And so she's the in-demand Christmas actress. Yeah, she, she has their serious XM radio holiday. Oh, wow. She is all over that. Um, she okay. has really cornered the market on um, Christmas for the yeah. Hallmark Channel. So, gotta hand it to her there. Um, and I kicked off the season with some uh, some some warm mold wine, oh, you know, nice. which is uh, which is a good it's a good way to start the season. It started to get cold, so it feels feels good. Yeah, cooling off now. Well, uh, what do you think we should be drinking tonight? I, you know, tis the season. Let's have some eggnog. Okay, okay. Eggnog sounds great. Uh, you have to make me a promise, though. No oh. raining about the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, come on. That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go get some eggnog made up, and we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay. All right, so we're going to make some aged eggnog. Um, this recipe I've made a bunch of times now, and uh, last year I made up a batch, and I took some over for you um, and Anthony. You um, sure did. And I, you know, I've been, I've been making it for, for like five years. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, the original recipe came from outandbrown.com um, from Good Eats on the Food Network. And I'll uh, post a link to his uh, website and recipe um, in the show notes and also on our website where I'll post the recipe there too. But uh, so this was your first time making eggnog, right? It sure was. Yeah. So why don't you uh, run through uh, the ingredients there? Sure. Um, it was uh, an entire dozen eggs. Uh, a pound of sugar, 
which you can never have too much of. Right. Um, a teaspoon of fresh nutmeg. I really do recommend fresh nutmeg. It really, it, it set it apart. It was really lovely. A uh, pint of half and half, a pint of whole milk, a pint of heavy cream, uh, and then the good stuff. So a cup of Jamaican rum, a cup of cognac, a cup of bourbon, and then a teeny tiny pinch of tea, uh, kosher salt. Yeah, and in um, this recipe that uh, that we just made, the rum was Smith and Cross, uh, which is from London. It's a traditional Jamaican pasta rum, I believe. Uh, Crevassier was the cognac, and Four Roses was the bourbon. Absolutely, um, and so you the the key really is to make sure that when you beat the yolks with the sugar uh, and the nutmeg, you whisk it until the mixture lightens in color, mm -hmm. um, which really demonstrably does so you definitely want to keep your eye out for it and then definitely. the as you're whisking it the concoction really starts to become like a solid ribbon when you lift up the mm -hmm. um the whisk and uh that was a lot of fun to do i definitely got an arm workout doing it yeah yeah you, yeah, could, and you could do it if you have a stand mixer you can do it that way or you can do it the old-fashioned way with the bowl and a whisk that's that's the way you went it is it certainly is um and so once you combine the dairy and the booze uh, and your sprinkle of salt, uh, you get to slowly beat that into the egg mixture. And then you move it to some, something larger that you can store because this is supposed to be aged. Um, yep. You don't have to age it. Uh, I, we tasted it. It tasted pretty darn good immediately. <laughs> it was good on night number <laughs> one, right? Yeah, but uh, you definitely, uh, you could you could age it for two weeks. And because of the alcohol content, I think you can age it for much longer than that, right? Yeah, I've always, um, traditionally, I'll do mine the week of Thanksgiving, which was, you know, about when we did it, we did it the week before Thanksgiving. Um, that way, it's kind of ready to serve like that week before Christmas. So I think um, it's been two weeks since we made it. So uh, having it for the first time tonight, kind of the first official cups, anyway. Um, it is. And, and what do you think? How do you think it turned out? You know, I have to say, it's pretty amazing. Um, you really do get a, um, a taste for the cognac, um, mm -hmm. but it's not overpowering in any way. It's yeah. very, it's very boozy. So if you're, you know, if you don't like booze, this probably isn't your thing. Um, yeah, but it's fantastic. The, the booze will mellow out a little bit um, as it ages, which is why I kind of want to make it ahead of time a little bit. But yeah, it, it definitely is strong. It's not one for the kids. So no. No, no, for sure. And I got to tell you, what really sets it off is this amazing Wally World cup yeah. that I'm drinking it out of. Yeah, those are, those are, uh, those are really great. Uh, you get those right at uh, Wally World when you're uh, on your uh, National Lampoon's uh, vacation. That's right. That's right. John Candy not included. That's right. That's right. Um, so did you, uh, have you always been an eggnog fan or are you... Are you new to eggnog? I am new to eggnog. This is the very first eggnog that I ever had. Um, okay. I'll be honest. The first time I had it was because it was a gift from you. So, okay. right. uh, and so I, I, I tried it and I absolutely loved it. So I'm super excited that you shared the recipe with us and that we also get to share it with the rest of the world. Because if you're going to have eggnog, if you've never had it, this is the recipe you want to try for sure. Yeah, that, that's the one to try. Definitely. All right. Uh, well, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll get back into talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Sounds good. All right. Spoiler alert for Christmas Vacation. If you've not seen it, pause this. Go whip up some eggnog, watch Christmas Vacation, and then come back, and we can chat about it.
That's right. Um, and if you haven't seen it yet, you don't really have a very good excuse because Christmas Vacation came out in 1989 um, on December 1st, which actually is the uh, same day that we're recording this. So happy uh, 31st birthday to uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, this one stars Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, um, who also starred in the other vacation movies. Um, but they had some new kids. That was kind of a, a recurring theme in the vacation films. There were different kids in each of them. Um, and these two were pretty good. So we had Juliette Lewis, who played Audrey, and Johnny Galecki, who played Rusty. And I think that uh, they were probably the best of the kids. Uh, what do you think, Michaela? Yeah, I did like uh, Michael C. Hall uh, as Rusty in the European Vacation. Um, I was a fan uh, of the uh, the dance number that he did in one of those clubs. Uh, um, yep. But I definitely think uh, Christmas Vacation is the staple of kind of the, the National Lampoon's, um, you know, smorgasbord of movies. Um, I will say we dug deep and watched almost all of them in the last week. And yep. uh, it, it just really, it, it's such a, a, it's such a great Christmas movie. Um, but it's also got some of the all-time best laughs out of all of them, I think. Yeah, so I mean, you had National Lampoon kind of started off with uh, Animal House. That's probably the other of the most famous of, of the National Lampoon movies. And then you had the Vacation Trilogy. So uh, National Lampoon's Vacation and then European Vacation. Um, and they came out in 1983 and 1985. And then 1989 was when uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation it was, it was the last one for uh, Chevy and the gang on the vacation films there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you gotta love the 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 grandparents were in this one um you know and obviously uh you know the neighbors oh my gosh margo and todd the yuppies yeah. next door so good yeah uh, really good so uh let's just kind of go through the movie here so the movie opens um same way a lot of these holiday movies open it uh, starts out with a with an animated uh cartoon kind of title sequence um, you see Santa Claus uh, on his sleigh, uh, checking off on the Griswolds, and he gets there. Uh, a lot of mishaps, uh, which kind of sets the tone for how the rest of the movie is going to go. Yeah, and it's, uh, I love the song, Christmas Vacation. That song was done by Mavis Staples. Um, yep. I, it's, it's, it's not played a lot uh, these days. I haven't heard it no, on a lot really. of the radio, but it is, um, it's a really good I don't know. I love the jingles at the beginning. Definitely sets the tone for uh, kind of a fun time. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the one of the better uh, holiday tunes um, that you could be listening to for sure. So, um, so after uh, movie gets going, um, you come up. I this movie is just classic scene after classic scene, but uh, starts with them going down the road, uh, singing uh, Christmas carols up up front. The kids in the back just look so totally annoyed um and you you get the first the first good scene the uh truck pulls right up behind them oh yeah yeah well and they end up end up getting caught underneath that big rig uh and of course you know yeah, they don't want to spend the holidays truck, yeah. dead um <laughs> you know you feel you feel for clark right because he starts really setting the tone of this is we're gonna have a big griswold family christmas and you know he's he's everyone's kind of putsy dad who you know is really trying to make great experiences and this is just a perfect example right he ends up 
getting some severe road rage. They almost die trying to, you know, get their Christmas tree. Yep. And then they end up getting this enormous tree that is way too big for their house. Um, That's and, right. and, they, and they have to dig it up. Because, they have uh, to dig it up. As you know, uh, Rusty reminds them uh, as soon as they get out to the tree, um, if you brought us on, of course he did it. And we get the first one of those uh, really great sound effects on, uh, on uh, when Clark, you know, makes one of his, uh, one of his errors there. Yeah, yeah. First of many. That's right. First of many. So, so they do get the tree uh, down. Like I said, dig it out, uh, get driven back. And that's when we first, uh, first get the, the look at the neighbors there um, who are, you know, look like they're right out of, you know, American psycho, like, like your typical, <laughs> like, like 1980s, like high oh, money, yeah. like yuppie yeah. uh, power couple. Well, and Margot's played by Juliet uh, Louise Dreyfus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know who he is, but he is fantastic. Um, you know, there's a scene later in the film where they're both in these ridiculous, you know, uh, aluminum. <laughs> they look like they've been wrapped in <laughs> aluminum foil. Yep. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're the they're fitness workout suits. outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they were matching, and oh, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like they. They absolutely hate Clark, and you understand why later when he decides to light the entire neighborhood up with his yeah. house. <laughs> well, the first time you see him, you see uh, Clark's out there with the chainsaw and his uh, and his uh, Jason hockey mask uh, to cut the uh, root off the tree. So that's that's the first time we get to see him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but but he gets the tree, gets it cut down. It's a little big, uh, you know. It's a little it's a little full as as a he full. says. A lot of sap. Um, Little Cuts pull. it out, lots of sap, lots of sap, um, and then you and then you see him uh, laying in bed. I think this is probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, he's flipping through the magazine, and all the pages keep getting stuck to his fingers uh, from the tree sap. Um, but that's that's uh, kind of when the plot of the movie gets laid out. Um, they're laying in bed, and Alan tells him that she's spoken to her parents. They're coming too, uh, so now we're going to have both sides of the family, the whole family, um, at the house for this perfect. Uh, family Christmas. That's right. This is the opposite of the COVID Christmas, right? <laughs> You're going to have both both in-laws, both sets of, of grandparents, the kids, uh, aunts. I think their their aunt is and uncle are coming. Their great mm-hmm. aunt and uncle great are aunt, also uncle, coming yeah. for for th- for Christmas dinner. Um, and poor Clark, you know, I feel for him because he just really wants to show everyone a good time and uh, show them that he he can run. He can be the the patriarch of the family Christmas, right? That's right. And, and as as we'll see, he keeps, he keeps trying to do his best, um, um, and everything just doesn't seem to go right. Um, so then we get our we get our first kind of transition um, of the movie, and I really like the way that they did it with the advent calendar and little doors. Plays just a nice uh, little bell music. Um, you see him opening the doors, kind of showing how time is progressing through the story. Um, we get to check in with him at his office, um, and we find out that he's uh, really looking forward to this Christmas bonus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got a pool, kind of model pool, hanging out in his office, and he uh, is dreaming about, you know, putting a pool in his backyard. And uh, I love the scene where he goes and uh, tries to give a little gift to his, you know, the president of his company or his VP or, you know, the big wig um, mm-hmm. there. And first of all, you notice that all the presents look alike. They're all 
probably the exact same thing. Yep. And he doesn't even know who Griswold is really, you know? Um, and he, yep. uh, he gets on the phone because he's nervous. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he feels uncomfortable. Um, because he's asking kind of where the, you know, is the bonus coming? When's the bonus coming? And he gets on the phone and he says, get me somebody, get me to somebody while I'm waiting, like anybody. Yep. <laughs> so uh, really, really funny guy. And actually that actor is um, Bill Murray's brother. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You can yeah. see that they definitely, they definitely have a, a similar kind of delivery and tone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, I think my favorite part of the office, you mentioned, Clark giving him the gift. Um, I really like when he thanks him for the Christmas card. Um, and he just looks around at his cronies. He has no idea what he's talking about. And the guy's like, corporate cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that always cracked me up. He's uh, kind of so disconnected from, from every, everything going on. Yeah, and it's definitely foreshadowing for how disconnected he is to his, yep. <laughs> to his team and his, his entire company's employee base, right? Exactly, Later. exactly. Uh, so then we get so then we get Clark and uh, Rusty uh, making a trip to the mall, uh, doing a little little Christmas shopping, um, and Clark decides uh, now is the right time to uh, go check out the lingerie counter, um, and uh, we get probably the most interesting scene, maybe not the most uh, <laughs> Christmas centric scene. Um, I don't know her her underwear had lace or something. I, I no, you couldn't see the lines. That's no no lines. That's right. No, no lines. lines. But isn't that typical for, you know, in all of the lampoons or almost all of them, there's always some sort of hot love interest, right? There was Christy Brinkley and then there's this, not really a love interest, but just a fantasy girl for Clark, right? So for him to dream about. um, And of course, there's a, there's a pool scene later where he's, you know, thinking about everybody having a great time in this pool in his backyard. And of course she's there and, um, and she, you know, she's showing him in this, <laughs> this lingerie scene that you can't see the panty lines. And, um, I, I remember the first time I saw that and I had no idea what she was talking about. I think I right. was just too sheltered. I just didn't get it at all. I didn't know what lines yeah. <laughs> she was talking about. Um, I get it now. I do. You get it, get it now. And, and a rusty got it right away. He sure did. He sure did. He got an eyeful. That's right. So we, so we get done at the mall, uh, you know, check out there. Um, then it's time to start putting up the Christmas lights on the house. Um, and I just when he pulls out that giant uh, wad of Christmas lights and just hands it to Rusty, and you just see the look of defeat on his face as soon as he takes it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, but that is so typical, right? Now, I'm a little, you know, I'm young, I, I like to think, um, and it's, it's so much better now than it was back in the 80s because you really did have to check every bulb. Um, they didn't have clips the way they do right. now. Yep. Um, so he's out there with a, um, not a nail gun, it's a, uh, a stapler. A staple gun. Yep. Yeah. Staple gun. And he's just stapling the heck out of his entire roof um, and, you know, stringing the lights, stringing the lights. He's spending hours and hours and it's such it's such it's such a funny scene when it you know he he gets the whole family out he does a big drum roll yep. the parents have all arrived at this point and yep. all, uh, all the grandparents are there he he calls everyone out um, they do the uh, big drum roll yeah yeah um, uh, Clark starts uh, singing uh, Joy to the World I believe yep that's it um, he uh, he plugs the lights in and nothing 
nothing at all. And it's so sad. I mean, typical, right? The the in-laws are like, ah, I never knew. I knew it wouldn't do any good. And then, of course, his father is like, well, if I were you, I'd go check every single one of those bulbs. And uh, let me know if you need anything. I'm going to be sleeping upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. So, so, but, you know, Clark, Clark is determined. Still wants this uh, perfect family Christmas. Uh, so he's up on the roof going through everything. Um, and this is kind of the, the first mishap with the, with the neighbors. He uh, falls down the roof and has to grab on to the gutter, which is full of ice. Um, and as it pulls away from the house, a big uh, tube of ice you know, flies out directly into the uh, neighbor's house and lands on there, what I imagine was a very pricey stereo um, in 1989 dollars. Yeah, I think it might have had a CD uh... Oh yeah, on it. It might have been, been a CD the first stereo. CD player. Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. It 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 was flat and sleek and black, and of course because it's ice, right? It melts. So they come right. home and they are just totally clueless as to how this possibly could have worked. That's right. And there's that famous line, right? And why is the stereo wet, Todd? Nope. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't take them too long to, to figure it out there, but yeah, um, it's just great all the interactions he has with them. So so he gets the, uh, um, you know, has to give up on the Christmas lights that first that first night. Still can't get them to work. Um, so we cut through to the next morning, um, and the family's getting ready to go to out and do their Christmas shopping, but they can't find Clark. Where where did uh, Clark end up? Uh, Clark ended up in the attic. Uh, he had a favorite spot where he liked to hide presents, and you can tell because he has a gift from Mother's Day 1978 you know, or something mm -hmm. in one of those favorite spots. Yep. Um, and uh, they, for, I don't know how that happens, but they, they leave him uh, locked in the attic. Because um, yep. yep. it's one of those houses where you, you, know, you have a door that kind of comes down and the... Mm. Yeah, as the drop the ladder kind of folds out, yep. right? Yep. And uh, and they lock him up in there. And you know they live in Chicago; it's real cold. Um, so he finds some old, you know, some some of his mother's or grandmother's hats and gloves and gloves. Yep. And he finds, and this is probably my favorite scene: is he finds this old uh, reel to reel, and he gets out like Christmas nineteen fifty five when it's him as a kid, and he watches you know, old Christmas movies, and it really had brings home all the nostalgia about, you know, when, when everybody goes, you know, quote unquote, home for Christmas, what that feeling is. Yep. Um, it's a really beautiful scene that is then abruptly ruined <laughs> when someone opens That's right. the, um, the door and he's sitting on it. So. <laughs> sitting on the door. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, he, he has he has bad luck in the attic. He falls through the ceiling onto uh, the top bunk of uh, Rusty's bed. I, believe, I assume it's Rusty's bed. Um, yeah, and then and then falls down because he's sitting on the ladder watching watching the films. But yeah, that that's really really kind of a, a touching part watching the family videos, and it kind of you know inspires him to keep going. You know, he's not off to a great start, but really wants to wants to bring this uh, family right. perfect family Christmas together. So. Yeah. 
and he and he is finally successful with the lights is uh, no at no thanks to his wife by the way who yeah. was able to figure out that you know these 75 million cords Not that are all plugged in to no. two outlets in the mm -hmm. garage yeah. are also hooked up to a light switch yep. so when she turns the light switch on it finally works and mm -hmm. it is there where he's a, a just i mean and when we say they work we're not kidding. The like half the city goes down, right? That's <laughs> they right. have to put it on nuclear power yep. in order for the city not to uh, completely shut down uh, because he has so many lights. But it's then that we meet Eddie. That's right. Eddie, Eddie shows up, um, and and yeah, and Eddie's there and uh, uninvited. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Um, just, totally. you know, just kind of shows up um, driving the RV, um, him, his wife, uh, two kids, and their, their big dog uh, named Snot. Um, you know, he's a pretty good dog. Yeah, 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 Snot, who has a glandular condition. They don't really know what's <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. They call him Snot for a reason. I'll leave it there. And then Ruby Sue. Ruby Sue's their little girl. And then I think, I can't remember the boy's name. But uh, Ruby Sue is a really important part uh, for the next couple of scenes as well because, you know, she's really struggling with believing if Santa Claus is real. Yep. And, uh, you know, Clark takes it upon himself to promise her that Santa is real and, uh, you know, in typical Griswold fashion tries to, uh, uh, to cheer her spirits and, uh, you know, do something nice for... Uh, for those kids for Christmas, because of course, uh, Eddie and, uh, and his wife, they've kind of just showed up and they don't have much. Um, yep. uh, so, uh, you know, when I love the scene when they're, they're they've got 75 bags of dog food, um, yeah, but they're not, they're like, well, you don't know if we're going to be able to give the kids Christmas. And, uh, and then of course, Clark says, you know, we'd really like to do that. And then he's like, well, here's a list, you know, <laughs> Yep. Uh, That's right. Yeah. So it, you know, comes out offers to buy, buy uh, presents for the kids so they can have Christmas. So, uh, so you can see, uh, you know, Clark's heart's in the right place. You know, wants to make sure everyone's, one's having a good time. You know, yeah. not not sold on uh, Eddie uh, being there, but no, no. I mean, gosh, that second scene where we really see him, he is drinking out of the Wall of World glasses, right? Yep, and that's he's right. he's got that fake dicky. <laughs> underneath that sweater oh and he's talking about his rv his and RV. how right. you know uh no matter what no matter what clark says they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take it with them when they leave in a month i really think that's the first time clark uh has that has that moment of uh you know inescapable rage you know right. um because you could tell you know he's like you said his heart's in the right place he's trying to do the right thing but he's just he's just you know there's just one challenge after another <laughs> and he did right. not need uh this extra one and uh yeah so he still hasn't gotten his bonus um yeah you can see things are things are starting to starting to bubble to the surface there um but before, you know, having a little bit more family fun, uh, going to go sledding on on the uh, the metal saucers of death. Not something I would go sledding on myself, but um, in the 80s, we had less rules about things. 
Um, so what does he do? Wants, wants to show off, uh, show off his good job, show off in front of, you know, niece and nephews, kids, brother-in-law. So, so he's going to spray something on the bottom. And I believe he called it a non-caloric silicone-based cooking lubricant, uh, which right. is a new product that they, they designed at his uh, place of work, which is a food chemical uh, company from. from That's absolutely right. Oh man. And that, that when, I mean, it was, I think it's part light, you know, part rocket fuel as well. Um, when they go down that, when he goes down the hill to test it out, I gotta say my dad, um, he wasn't, uh, much, I mean, he likes comedies, but I have never seen him laugh so hard as that scene. Mm. He, he just, cried it was so funny to him yep. you know he go he ends up out in traffic he is you know the bottom of that slide is completely toast oh uh, yeah you see uh you see it later when eddie picks it up out of the trash and just the bottom of the sled is just completely gone uh from it yeah just just flying down yeah, yeah. so so had a little fun uh sledding um but now you know he's starting to get a little panicked he's uh back at work uh, still no bonus. He's talking about, you know, getting the pool. And that's that's when we see him, you know, kind of looking out the window, um, having, you know, kind of this this fantasy about, you know, how it's going to be when they have, have the pool, you know, wife and kids are there and then all the in-laws are there. Everyone's uh, having a good time. And you, you see Eddie up on the uh, diving board there um, and his uh, boxers or something. Something crazy. He's all yeah, crazy. he's wearing a, a like a le- leopard thong, but he's got like an overshirt stuffed into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they're all gone, and Hot Chick from the mall is there. That's right. In like a Christmas thing. Yep. And yeah, and uh, and that's when he is abruptly uh, interrupted by Ruby Sue, who thought that's- that he was Santa, right? Yep. Well, he he was uh, wearing uh, all red pajamas, so so that's that's a fair mistake. Yeah, mistake to make. Sure. But yeah, but yeah, Ruby Sue, you know, wants to know about Santa. Doesn't think he's real because she's never gotten gotten presents, and um, you can see that really uh, hits with Clark. Um, and then I think in the next scene, you see him and Ellen in bed again, talking to her about you know getting the kids presents and things. Yeah. 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 So, um, so then we get we get into one of the more iconic uh, scenes of the Christmas Vacation movie, and it is uh, Eddie out front pumping out the uh, the waste on the RV into the storm sewer. Um, and of of course, the shitter is, was full. <laughs> the, the shitter's full, and uh, you see the uh, neighbors come out and see him. And I believe he's I believe he's is he smoking a cigar when he's pumping this out. Yeah, and he's in a bathrobe that looks like it's been caked and snot. Yeah, and, Bath- um, bathrobe has has the hat with the ear flaps. Yep, yep, and uh, drinking a beer, drinking a beer drinking, as you should. Drinking a beer, you know, right. on Christmas Eve morning, um, you know, while you're uh, <laughs> emptying your family's waste into a sewer drain. Into the into the storm sewer. That's right. But, that's right. But that's okay. Uh, the chaos hasn't been enough yet because now we get great Uncle Lewis and great Aunt Bethany arrive, uh, which is really great. They're fantastic characters. Um, they come, they bring in the presents. Uh, one of them is uh, leaking uh, green substance of some sort. Um, and the other one has a cat inside of it um, wrapped up. So, so that's, Oh, yeah. That's Poor Aunt good. Bethany. 
Uh, she, uh, she, she, I guess she, she was a re-gifter before we, we, we thought it was cool. That's right. She was a re-gift. She was ahead of the curve. I, uh, I really like, um, cousin Eddie, uh, just sticks his finger in the green goo, um, taste it. He's just like, that's lime. <laughs> yeah. No fear at all, man. Yeah, that could have been toxic waste. He didn't care. You know, it could have been anything. And he's like, ah, it's fine. That's right. Yeah, but it goes to show he loves that green stuff, right? Because at the dinner, doesn't he end up eating some of it, even though it's got catnip in it or something? Yeah, I think he was the only one that was eating it, and he was all into it. Um, because that's that's what we have uh, next. Uh, everyone sits down to family dinner, um, and uh, we at, uh, Clark asks Sam Bethany if she would like to um, say the uh, lead the family in a prayer. Um, which she has a little bit of trouble understanding. <laughs> you know, un Uncle Lewis tries to explain uh, what everyone wants, um, but she goes ahead and uh, leads the family in the Pledge of Allegiance. It's basically the same thing, right? <laughs> same, same diff. Same thing, yeah. Oh, and that turkey. Oh. Uh, probably the uh, grossest looking food on film of all time. Oh, and you know, the end, the end of that scene when he, he says, oh, here's the heart, you know, <laughs> they left the giblets <laughs> inside the turkey. Um, I can't tell you, my, my real mother uh, did, has done, did that at least once in our own family. And uh, that always, that always makes the turkey real, you know, yeah, real nice, as Eddie would say. He, he cuts into it and you just see it deflate like a balloon. Um, and then you oh. just, you just go around seeing everyone trying to eat it. They're just, just chewing on it. Oh. It's so dry. They're dipping it in their water. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm poor, uh, you know, Ellen is throwing it. She, it's on her fork and she throws it behind her and then pretends to eat it. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so not, not a good start. Um, but, you know, Clark tries to lighten the mood. He tells the kids, uh, Santa Slay, I uh, just heard on the radio, Santa Slay was spotted over. Uh, New York, I think, is what he said. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> and that's the best because uh, you know, Eddie just looks at him so deadpan. He's like, are you serious, Clark? Yeah. It's, it's so fantastic. So the delivery on that. I just really love that. Um, we get it, and we get a little. We get a little bit of a uh, a hint of what's to come next. We see the cat that Aunt Bethany brought um, as a gift, and you see it, you know, starting to starting to chew on the. Uh, Christmas tree lights, um, dragging it underneath of the chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pulls the uh, pulls the lights pulls the lights out, and Clark goes into the living room, sees that the tree is turned off, goes and plugs it in, and <laughs> yeah, you hear the poof, and and the cat is gone. They they pull the chair back, and you just see an outline of a cat burn into the rug. It's the best. I mean, it's not the best. We we love cats, and we don't want to see them hurt. But um, that was pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I mean, yeah. it's just like fur everywhere. Then they they make a joke about the cat's nine lives. That's right. And they uh, carry the uh, chair outside, and Eddie's asking Clark how much he paid for it. Um, he <laughs> right, because he, he wants to take it. With him. He wants to take it. Yeah. I bet I can fumigate it. It'll be just fine. Thanks, it's fine. That's so, awesome. That poor tree, man. So first the cat dies, right? And then right. didn't Uncle Lewis like incinerate mm -hmm. it with his stogie? Yeah, un Uncle Lewis. <laughs> and and we get a hint of uh, what's to come earlier because Snot's drinking the water out from the tree. And Clark tells him not to. And when Eddie asks why, he says, because it'll dry out the tree. 
but drink all the water. Um, and the tree was uh, apparently pretty dry because Uncle Lewis lights his, lights his stogie and the tree uh, just goes up like a box of matches. Absolutely. There's nothing left. And poor Clark. It's, it's now when we start to really see, uh, you know, that madness that hits Clark Griswold. Um, he just, you know, doesn't he, he just takes a uh, chainsaw and goes and replaces it with a perfectly good tree that was in his front lawn. Well, well he does. He's, he's about ready to, uh, to lose his mind, but then um, at the last second, get a uh, knock on the door and it's the courier uh, bringing him his uh, bonus uh, check, which is what he believes. You know, he apologizes. It's, it's a day late. He misplaced it. So he gets it and kind of the whole family, you know, huddles around him. You know, every, you know, all of the, uh, the sins of the last week are, are forgiven because his bonus is here now, but he opens it up and it's not, uh, not what he was looking for. It is instead a uh, coupon for Jelly of the Month Club. Well, that is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> That's right. A new jelly All year every, long. New you know? jelly every month. Uh, it's not, not going to pay for the pool, but jelly would be okay. Um, but this is where you see Clark. Clark start to lose it. He uh, downs uh, two cups of his Wally World uh, mug of eggnog. And then he goes on a bit of a tirade, um, which ends basically with him saying that all he wants for Christmas is for his boss to be tied up and brought to him so he could tell him uh, what a lousy, terrible person that he is. Yep, and yep. we see Eddie leave, and there's no doubt as to what is going to happen next. Yeah, I mean, and this is where Eddie finally comes through with one thing, right? I mean, he kidnaps, uh, you know, and forcibly um, brings the boss over, uh, you know, takes him from his home. And, right. of course, she, his wife is there at her house calling the police so the police are uh storming and right. uh and i believe you know, she i believe she calls him a she describes him as a beastly man in a uh blue leisure suit <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right and uh you know clark gets to tell him how you know how rotten it is where people were counting on those bonuses and you know um and then you know, he has kind of a change of heart. His wife shows up and his wife even says, oh, how could you do that? You know? Yep. And, uh, and so he says, you know, whatever your bonus was, we're going to, you know, up at 20%. And so he'll be able to do the thing that he really wanted to do, right? Which is put the pool in and, and continue to have these wonderful family catastrophes, uh, right. you know, day in and day out. Oh, now only you know, in the summer as well as, as well as at Christmas time. That's right. Uh, well, so we had, there were just a couple other um, mishaps before the boss come, came in. As you mentioned that he cut down the tree, um, which a squirrel was in. Um, so not the dog had to terrorize him. And we get our uh, last shot of the neighbors, uh, Julia Louis uh, Dreyfus uh, knocks at the door just in time for uh, the squirrel to jump out. Oh yeah, uh, which oh. which is pretty great um, as far as the slapstick humor of the. If thing. you're gonna come in, you're gonna have to break down the goddamn door. And they <laughs> do. Right. And they do. <laughs> they great. do. Uh, you know, I do. I do kind of feel for her. Her carpet's all screwed up. Her stereo's broken. That's right. I think her relationship with her boyfriend's pretty much done. Attack, attacked you know? by a attacked by a squirrel. Yeah. It's... Attacked by a squirrel. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's not not her Christmas for sure. 
Um, but it's it's all going to be okay. Clark has a nice little heart to heart with his dad. Um, you know, asks his dad how he used to do, how he managed to have all the family Christmases. Um, his dad tells him, you know, it's never perfect, and he had some help from his uh, friend Jack Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he asks his dad if he wants to read uh, "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Um, and I thought it was really nice. Um, his dad tells him, "Now it's it's your house, so so you read it." So we get I get the nice scene of uh, Clark reading "Twas the Night Before Christmas" to to all the uh, kids there uh, before yeah. Eddie gets back with the boss. Yeah. Yeah, he just he it really it's interesting because he does kind of come around um, to you know the real kind of meaning of the whole family Christmas and what that was all about for him. Okay. Um, and as funny as it is, right? I think everybody does that, which is why this movie continues to you know strike the hearts of people, and and it still is a family favorite for so many. Is yeah, because sure. you know. There's not a moment where we're not screaming about something. The lights aren't working. The tree's not right. The dinner is burned. You know, yep. you have an Ann Esther who's horrible. You know, um, that's you know, right. Yeah, we have kind of these high expectations for for how we want the holidays to go, but you know, things are always going to go wrong. And just the the magic of the holidays is just you know, so the holidays and you get to see the people that you love. So yeah, yeah. Think, well, yeah. and as long as the sewer doesn't blow up. We're right. doing better than they are, right? Because that's, that's the final scene. That's that's right. So we so we basically resolved the story. You know, the Clark's Clark's boss has been there. Um, you know, is gonna gonna fix the mistake of not giving out employee bonuses. Um, so how do we end it? Uh, Lewis is outside, still with the stogie, um, and decides to uh, take it right over by that storm sewer that Eddie's filled up. And uh, we have a have a bit of an explosion. You get the really nice scene of the Santa Claus and reindeer ornament you know, shooting through the sky, shooting like through a, the sky like a comet. <laughs> Ruby Sue says, "There's Santa." That's right. And to which uh, Aunt Bethany sees and starts to sing the national anthem. Of course, of course. And, and which is which is how uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation ends. You get the, the national anthem um, and then the uh, end title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not end. before Clark Wiswald uh, says once to himself, I did it. I did it. That's right. I did it. He so, was successful. So, so uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit. So um, Christmas Vacation, um, for me, I mean, it's one of those movies that, you know, I've probably watched every year or a couple of times a year since. Um, I wouldn't have seen it in the theater probably, but, you know, since it you know, would have been on TV or out on VHS. So probably every year since like 1990. So I've probably watched it, you know, at least every year for like 30 years. Uh, was this one you grew up watching every year? Or? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, um, you know, I didn't grow up, I actually grew up without television. So movies was a really big uh, part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my family does a lot of Christmas movies. So we would put, uh, you know, a different movie on, depending on what we were doing as far as decorating the house. Mm-hmm. And this was definitely one of them. Um, you know, I have uh, my very, very close friend, Jeff, it's, it's his favorite movie. So every time oh, okay. we put his tree up, we end up uh, that day or the day, the day after, after that's the uh, decorating movie. That's the, that is one of the decorating movies for okay. sure. For awesome. sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. And you know, it's, it's, it's pretty okay for kids. You know, it's, it's in a, it's, 
it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have too many bad moments in it, right, where you have to kind of explain some things. Um, I, I know a lot of people do uh, celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, and they finish out after, you know, after Thanksgiving, uh, that weekend where everybody usually puts stuff uh, up for Christmas and starts mm -hmm. to kind of begin the Christmas season, they kick off the season with this film. Yep. Yeah, it's, def it's definitely one of our favorites, one that we watch every year, so. For sure. All right. Uh, well, Michaela, uh, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Absolutely. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anything, anywhere Anchor Podcasts are distributed. And we'd appreciate it if you subscribed, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more. Um, and if you really love us, leave us a five-star review because that really helps get uh, Drink the Movies out there uh, so more people can hear it and talk about movies. That's right. Uh, and you can follow us at, uh, at Drink the Movies on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check out our website. We have a website now. It's www.drinkthemovies.com. And on that, uh, we'll have recipes, movie recaps, news, and more Drink the Movies fun. That's right. Um, we'll hope to start getting some of that stuff added um, here now that we're uh, done with this one, episode number one. Um, did you, um, you know, at home listening, did you grow up with Christmas Vacation? Um, what do you think about it? Let us know. Um, you know hop on our Twitter, Instagram, um, send us an email through the website, you know, let us know. We'd like to hear uh, what everyone else thinks about it. Um, and also let us know if you make any eggnog. If you do make eggnog, uh, please tag us, uh, Stu, hashtag drink the movies. Um, with a picture of your eggnog because we definitely want to see that so absolutely all right uh well michaela i am all out of eggnog so i guess we better go mix something else up that sounds like a plan we'll all catch right. everyone next time on drink, drink the movies, the movies. <laughs>